0: Copyrighted program created for the Rio Grande Oil Company. Up on the police calling all cars, hunching all cars, broadcast 94. Cars in the to take notice. Go to the corner of Figaro and Adams at once regarding a bank robbery. That's all. Rose and close. <laughs> Every boy and every girl listening to Calling All Cars is entitled to a free gift. In fact, you can get several free gifts. Just listen to the announcement at the close of this program. Rio Grande delivers more value than any other gasoline. Besides the free gifts for girls and boys, Rio Grande gives every motorist more value than ever before for his gasoline money. In the first place, you get ethyl added to Rio Grande cracked gasoline at no increase in price. You get more speed, more power. It is easy for any gasoline to claim these materials, but Rio Grande offers proof that it is the fastest, most powerful gasoline this market. What greater proof can you ask than the selection of Rio Grande cracked in preference over all other gasoline? To power the police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment of cities like Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Bakersfield, San Diego County, and Maricopa County, Arizona, and many, many others. Of all the emergency cars operated in this territory, more use Rio Grande crack than any other brand. Doesn't that prove you will get greater value for your gasoline money
1: when
0: you ask for Rio Grande crack gasoline? our pleasure to present Captain H.S. Figure, commanding the robbery and narcotics squad of the Los Angeles Police Department. Captain Figure. Good evening, friends. There seems to be no length to which criminals will not go in carefully planning a crime which they believe will put them on easy streets for the rest of their lives. Physical and mental energy is expended in lawless enterprises. Which is directed in proper and honest channels might well return the authors of the plans a much greater compensation than they receive for their criminal activities. For these men always slip up. They forget something. They omit an important detail, and then the law is on their trail. None of them get rich quick. None of them retire to a life of ease. Do you remember Herb Wilson? He worked months planning the robbery of a safe in Detroit in which it was reported that reposed $13 million. The plans went through with military precision, but the acetylene devout in his force. There was only a quarter inch of steel left between him and his fortune. He was a smart man, but he slipped up once, and then again, and again, and finally landed in the penitentiary. This case is similar to the one you are about to hear, in which three young men worked with an intensity they never would have felt in an honest occupation, toiled like slaves in a dark, dank hole underground, burying toward a fortune which they never got. <laughs> It was a dismal, rainy night in February 1932. In a small, badly furnished apartment, three men sit talking. I wish this rain had lit up. I'm getting sick and tired of sitting around doing nothing. You and me both, Jim. If I don't raise some dough pretty soon, there's going to be no happy home for me. I'm so flat I can't even buy a package of cigarettes. Here, Bill, have one of mine. Oh, thanks. Light? Yeah, I'd need my match. Boy, am I fed up on this bumming cigarettes, meals, and everything else. I don't know how you stand it so well, Mac. I'd go nuts passing out cigarettes to people like me. What well, would you boys say if I told you of a way to make some dough? Plenty of dough. Huh? Say that again. I got an idea that means plenty of dough to all of us if you boys want to go into it with me. It means a lot of hard work, but it's worth it. Say, hey, listen. I can't think of anything at this point that I wouldn't do for some real cash. What's the dope? Remember a year or so ago, a couple of guys tunneled into a bank and grabbed 15,000 bucks in cool, hard cash? Yeah, I remember. They got caught and sent up. Right. But they made mistakes. Mistakes we can profit by. You mean that you want to rob a bank? That's exactly what I do mean. And I've got it all figured out, so there's not a chance in the world for a flip-up if we take our time and make plans carefully. I don't know about that, Max. I can send you up for a long, long time for a little thing like bank robbery. I don't know, but what, I'd rather bum cigarettes than take such a long time. Well, of course, if you boys don't want to get in the gravy, it's all right with me. Well, I'm sorry to see a couple of guys with me dough turning down a gold mine because I don't have to take a chance. Oh, well, we made dough all right, but boy, I still think it's a big risk. It makes you so sure to be safe. Are you interested enough to listen to my ideas? Sure, why not? If we don't like it. We don't have to go, Jim. Might be a good thing at that. Well, it's okay with me to hear what you've got, Max. Well, I'm not at all sure I'm going to like the idea. Knowing you two boys as well as I do, I've got a hunch you'll like it plenty. Anyway, here's the dope: there's a branch bank at Figaro and Adams, and right down the middle of the street there's a sewer pipe with not more than a foot of water in it. Now, if we were to get in there and dig a tunnel, oh, well, so far, so good started. I told you it was a setup. All we've got to do is to be careful getting in and out of the manhole so nobody will get wise when I'm working for the city.
1: why are we being closer?
0: Well, I'll be a lot happier when we get it done get out of this place. This doctor gets on my nerves. Seems as though there were all kinds of things looking at me from that sewer pipe back there. Give me the treatment. you must have been reading about the furs of Paris in the Sunday Supplement, Bill. Yeah, this ain't like them, Bill. It's a nice, clean, 100% American, show. Yeah? Well, I still don't like it. It reminds me of a graveyard. Only it's worse, because it's underground. There's only one thing that's got me worried. My wife. She's getting kind of funny about my son when I'm looking for a job every night. Told me today that it seems a queer kind of time to look for a job. Yeah? What'd you say to that? Oh, I told her that I had something lined up for the city, and at night was the only time you could see the guy that does the hiring and firing. I don't think she's really suspicious about me, only sometimes i got to watch myself. Glad well, to let something slip and mess up the whole work. Yeah, things like that you got to watch. Blab and Beans have sent more guys to the camp. Don't tell my wife there's no place to get into a battle. What do we got? I hear? The job's done and I don't care what you do. Yeah, all well, right, Mac. I'm sorry I got told you. All right get it's just nerves. Well, three days in this room's enough to drive anyone back. How long do you figure it'll take us to get there, Max? Well, it shouldn't be long. We've got a long swell so far. If we don't strike any tougher going than this it'll be only a matter of a week or so. Well, I hope it's nothing longer. Seven more days in this rat hole and I'm liable to go completely nuts. Oh, now, of it you get to work, will you, Bill? Okay. <laughs> It won't be long now. Yeah, it won't be long now. It's what you've been saying every day for the last three weeks. I've known it was going to take this long to dig a lousy tunnel. I've never gone into this field, steady Bill. Isn't going to do any good to think about it now. Anyways, nice ride. Wooden our is within ten feet of the bottom of the vault right now. In that vault there's a fortune. Oh, boy, I can just see that dough item there. The most beautiful thing I can think of. Nice, crisp, cool green bill. Just wait to be scared. Okay, Jim, cut out the poetry and let's get to work. We ought to get to within cutting distance of that hole in a minute. If we do, we'll strike page before morning. A few hours later, William Waters, night watchman for the bank, is making his rounds when he sees a light burning in the office of a finance company next door. In the circle of light thrown from a small desk lamp, he makes out the face of Len Blase, the manager of the finance company and close friend of his. Deciding to have a late smoke with him, Waters enters the
1: office. Oh, hello,
0: Bill. Yes, I've got a few things that have to be finished, so I'm burning a little midnight oil. Well, if it won't bother you, i down and have a smoke. Oh, sure, sit sure, so down. I'm glad to have your company. I will get pretty dull working night here. Eh? Have a cigarette? Oh, thanks. Right. I'll stick to my pipe. I don't like cigarettes anymore. I can't smoke them. Well, I wish I couldn't. I smoke too many. Hey, listen. There's that, that noise again. You hear? It? Yeah. Sounds like a dripping faucet somewhere. I heard it when I came in, so I checked the faucets in the washroom here. But they were okay. And it stopped, and I didn't hear it again until just now. Hey, listen a minute can't seem to tell where it's coming from, can you? First it's one side, then the other. Then all over the place. Maybe they're working on the floor. Well, anyway, it's not in this
2: room. Ah, it
0: stopped. Yeah. Well, then well, I'm not going to worry about it. I've got other things to do. I think I'll take a look around outside, then. Darn noise has got my goat. Uh, I'll be back later if you're still working. All right, Bill. Stop in if ever right. Good night. I'm right. uh, probably an overcautious old fool, but it does not sound like no dripping faucet to my ears. bank, rushes to the nearby hall box and contacts headquarters. Explaining the situation, he asks for all available police and detectives. Then returns to the bank and waits, not knowing what to expect and hoping against hope that the reinforcements will arrive in time. And in the man-made tunnel under the bank... yeah, this thing's making an awful noise, Mike. There's something we can do to muckle it. Uh, who's gonna hear this? You couldn't hear anything five feet away with all this dirt around us. Yeah, I hope not. Not to join Jim. Yeah, not part Go well, now, Mac. About half the tip will be through the wall. You got the soup ready, so we won't waste any time when we get in. Yeah, right here. Once we get in the vault, it won't take us an hour to clean everything up and take it on the land. Yeah, and that won't break my heart. Mine either. I feel like we've been in this hole for three years instead of three weeks. Max, what's up? Where's that cold air coming from? Yeah. There's a breeze coming down the tunnel. Hey, wait a minute. Somebody's lifted a manhole somewhere. Quiet. Right. Well, i go back and
2: see this one. Pitchcock! you are trapped like a bunch of rats! Shut up,
0: you fool! If it is the bull, they might not find us in here unless you stout out all over the place. I knew something just had happened. I should have played my hunch. I should have kept out of this. Wait right you your a little quick, thief on Quiet. Come back, back along the tunnel. Come on. Leave that stuff and get out of here. Come law all right, but they haven't found a hole in the place yet. You can get out and beat it down the street to some other little thing and you get away before they find us home. Come on, Bill, yeah. let's go.
1: Here's the plate. All right, well, I stick my head out to see if the coat's
0: clear. If it is, I'll go first, and you two follow right on my heels. All right, all right, Go ahead.
1: Okay, sir. Now follow me and you don't let me know Hey,
0: here we are.
2: Come on, we'll go this way and try the next man while we come. To see they
1: hey,
0: take us slow, I can't keep up with you. No, it's hey, they're, they're yeah. We're leaving. In front of us, We can't stop now to drive one of those manholes. We've got to keep going. Why do you this tunnel, kind of leaps? I don't know, but if it's a we keep going, we'll come out somewhere. Hammering madly down the slime-covered pipe, falling over one another in their mad haste to gain some exit, the three men managed to stay just out of range of the guns of the pursuing police. Mile after mile, the weird chase continues. At last, after four miles, the tired officers find themselves at the mouth of the pipe. Footmarks on the mud embankment reveal that the robbers have made good their escape. Discouraged, Detective M.H. Ledbetter with his partner, Detective Lieutenant H.A. Spencer, return to the man-made tunnel leading to the vault in the vain hope of picking up some clue to the identity of the suspect. I don't suppose there's much chance of us finding anything of value, but we might as well take a look around. Yeah, there's always a chance of a fingerprint or two. And judging from those birds, hurry, they didn't stop to take any of their tools along with them. Well, here's the opening of the tunnel. I'll go ahead with a flash, and you follow me. Yeah. yeah. Say, it's got to be a grand hog to get through here. Well, we're almost there. I can see the end. Here we are. You're right about the tools. There's some candles, and a flashlight, hammer, and chibber. Hey, What? There's a man's suitcase. My guy you're right. We ought to be able to get some identification marks out of this. Yeah, we ought to be able to, but we can't. Why not? Because these guys are no dumb crooks. They've torn the maker's name and every bit of identification out of the lining. Now, isn't that just dandy? We might as well take this junk into headquarters and see if we can raise any prints. And if we can, we're going to have one swell time trying to find out who these birds are. On their way out of the tube, the two detectives discovered a paper sack with bread crusts in it, some discarded flashlight batteries, and a torn sleeve from a man's coat. Adding these to their scanty collection of clues, they returned to headquarters to begin the tedious task of learning the identity of the suspect. At police headquarters, a laundry mark comes to light in the lining of the coat sleeve. A telegram to the makers of the batteries reveals that the discarded batteries had been delivered to a drugstore less than a mile from the scene of the attempted burglary. The wrapper taken from the paper stack bears the name of a bakery that is bound to be one block away from the drugstore. Armed with these facts, led veteran censors scour the neighborhood, inquiring at all cleaning establishments to trace the laundry mark. In a little shop on Estrella Avenue, a branch cleaner recognizes the mark as belonging to one Jim Matson, who lives nearby. Acting on this information, the two detectives arrive at Matson's apartment only to find that he had moved out a month before and left no forwarding address. And in a small apartment, less than two blocks away. They got wise to us. We're not in the can, are we? Listen, boys, those flat feet are spending so much time running around in a circle, they'd never think of looking for us here. Yeah, it was pretty smart of you, Max, thinking of sticking in this apartment so close to the bank. The cops are probably everywhere but near here. Well, I didn't think so much of the idea, but I'll have to admit, Max, it seems to be working. Three days since we got out of that lousy tunnel, and the papers have already forgotten us. Yeah, and within three weeks, we'll have another bank lined up. Another bank? Sure. you don't think that just because we want this job we're going to quit, are you? It only takes one good haul and we're set for life. You know, Max, there's one thing bothering me. How oh, in the devil did the bulls get wise to us? If we could figure that out, we'd be better off the next time. Well, it's just pure luck, Jim. I tell you, there wasn't a chance in the million there finding us. just one of those things, luck. Yeah, I wish we had a little of that. Yeah, we wouldn't be laying around this apartment waiting. And yeah, if you guys will just have a little patience, we'll be sitting pretty. I spotted a bank over on Jefferson last night. It looks like the worst to me. There's a manhole right in front of it. And the vault's only about 12 feet away from the opening. All we got to do is to sit tight until this mess blows over. Then you get a closer look at the setup out there and go to work. It's a cinch. Well, say, Jim, what time's Mabel do here? We don't want to be sitting around when she arrives. Oh, that's right. Well, what time is it now? Uh, 2.30. Well, if you we ought to get home by 3. I guess we better get out. Uh, well, we'll meet you tonight, Mike. Your mm, wife's going to stay here? No, oh, she's going out somewhere for dinner. I told her I was going over to the city office again. All right. Well, let's all get together here about six. Okay by yeah, me. me too. And I'll see you boys here at six tonight. All right. So long. Meanwhile, Detective Ledbetter Veteran Spencer canvassing the neighborhood for any scraps of information. Run into good luck. There's another problem here, sir. Let's ask the landlady. Yeah. You know, I'm beginning to get tired of the fight of apartments. Make the 15th we've been in today. We've gotten the same answer at all of them. Never heard of any Matson. Well, here goes nothing. You push the buzzer this time, Herb. Maybe it'll bring some luck. Yes. Good
2: afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. We're looking for a man by the name of Matson. Tim Matson you any tenant here with that name?
2: Nothing. Uh, no, I don't, but I think Is I... there anybody
0: staying here that has a similar name?
2: Let me think. I, I might have moved
0: in about a month ago. Oh,
2: wait a minute. Oh, there's a Mr. Jim Watson who lives here, and if I remember rightly, he moved in just about that time. Yes. Yeah, yes it was the day that my son got his job over the bakery in London. Right, right, right,
0: What right. I if you could tell us a little about this man. Do you know if he works?
2: Why, uh, yes, I think he does. At least he leaves here every night about 9 o'clock, and he takes a sack of lunch with him, and it's all that here of...
0: about 9 at night. Herb begins to look as though we're on the right track. Now, what apartment has he?
2: Number 201. He's on the second floor, right off the stairs. Hey, wait a minute. What do you men want to know all this for? You friends of his? We're
0: detectives, madam Los Angeles the police department.
2: Detectives? Oh, I might have known this would happen. Just as I was getting back on my feet. Oh, what's he done?
0: This may not be the man we're after, ma'am, but if it is, we want him for a little attempted bank robbery. A robbery?
2: A bank robbery in my house? No, mind? don't get excited,
0: ma'am. We just want to talk to him and make sure. There won't be any trouble. You know if he's in right now? Oh, no. Mr. Watson
2: went out a little while ago, but I. Can... Well, if you don't
0: mind, then, we'll go up and <laughs> take a look at the
2: apartment. Well, I. I don't
0: know if I should let him. You out. wouldn't want to prevent us from arresting a thief, would you? Oh, heaven
2: forbid. Well, I guess it's all right. Suppose Mr. Watson comes home while you're up there. What
0: about Just let him come up. Now, don't say a word to him about our being there. In that way, you can help us a lot, ma'am.
2: All right, but I hope I don't have to talk to him. I'm so nervous. I'm sure he thinks there was something wrong. Have you a key to the apartment? Uh, Yes, sir, right
0: here. Thanks. All right, Hal. Let's take a look around up there. And don't forget, ma'am, don't say anything to anyone. I promise you there'll be no disturbance if we can help him.
2: All right, but I tell you, my nerves are so upset I'll never be the same again. (laughs)
0: Better take a look in the bathroom and all the closets, Herb. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, right. There's oh, nothing here. No. What's going no here, Al? Hey. Here's something about I with you this closet. What is it? A pair of dirty overalls, a flashlight, and a pair of trousers that look a whole lot like the mess of that sleeve we found. I guess that settled, it, Herb. This is one of the men we're looking for. Now all we have to do is to sit tight till he shows up. Have your gun handy, Hal. This guy might just decide to shoot his way out when he sees it. Well, I feel sorry for him if he does. I have a feeling he'd come out second best. For an hour and a half, the two men sit in a small room waiting for the arrival of their quarry. Nothing happens. Other tenants go by outside, but no one opens the door to Apartment 201. Then, suddenly, the detectives become aware of footsteps approaching and stopping outside the door. A key crashes against the metal. The bolt turns in the lock. And as the door springs open, Ledbetter draws his gun, snaps on the light, and faces the newcomer. What the?
2: Well, if, if you're a burglar, it won't do you any good. There's nothing in this room that's valuable. Don't no worry,
0: miss. I'm not a burglar. Are you Mrs.
2: Watson? Why, yes, but if you're not a burglar, what are you doing in my room?
0: My name's Ledbetter, Mrs. Watson. Detective Ledbetter of the Los Angeles Police Department. My partner and I are waiting for your husband. My
2: husband? Well, what do you want with him? We
0: just want to ask him a few questions, ma'am. Maybe you could answer them for him.
2: Well, I don't know. I, I don't know just what... What concerns. business
0: is your husband in?
2: Well, he's a plumber by trade, but he's been out of work for a long time. Oh, a plumber, eh? Yes. He's been out looking for a job, but with things as they are, he hasn't been able to find anything. Hmm.
0: Does he happen to go out looking for jobs about 9 o'clock at night?
2: Why, yes, he does. Say, if you think you've got anything on my husband, you're crazy. He's a plumber, and he hasn't done anything wrong. You can't arrest him unless you've got something on him. Now, wait
0: a minute, lady. Take it easy. There's no good in your flying off a handle like that. If he hasn't done anything, you'll be able to explain what he's been doing running around after 9 o'clock. That's a mighty funny time of night to look for work.
2: I don't care. He hasn't done anything.
0: Well, I'm afraid you'll have to get out of the station with my partner here. I'll wait and pick up Watson when he shows up first. Okay, Hal. Come along, Mrs. Watson. I've got a few more questions to ask you when you get to headquarters. But
2: well, I haven't done anything. Why are you taking me with you?
0: Just to ask a few questions, lady. Just a few questions. What reasons did your husband give you for going out at that time of night to look for a job? He
2: was looking for work at the city offices. He told me that nighttime was the only time he could see the man in charge.
0: Didn't you think that was a little silly at the time?
2: Oh, I don't know. I suppose it did enter my mind... But I know, Jim, and he's not a liar. I tell you, he hasn't done anything to be arrested for.
0: What about those dirty overalls in the closet at your apartment?
2: Oh, those were his working clothes. He used them to cover up his suit with on his dirty job. Hmm. And, uh, had he been using them lately? Why, why, yes, he took them with him at night.
0: To look for a job? That doesn't make much sense, does it, Mrs. Watson?
2: Oh, I don't know. But I won't believe it. Well...
0: Yeah? good. Send Mrs. Watson out of the matron's office, Byrne. Then tell Ledbetter to come in. Yes, sir.
2: Good way, ma'am. I'm sure you'll find out that you're wrong, Lieutenant. That remains
0: to be seen, Mrs. Watson. I'll call you as soon as I talk to your husband.
2: Oh,
0: thank you. If I hadn't been in this business as long as I have, I'd almost believe that woman. All right. In (laughs) here. Quite a crowd. Where'd you find the other two? They conveniently walked in, one after another, a little while after you left. Uh, Which one of you is Watson? There's two Watsons, This is Jim. This is Bill. Yeah. This one's name is McIntosh. Tom McIntosh. Well, now, isn't that nice? What do you say to all this, Jim? I don't know what this is all about. But I'm telling you right now, it's a pretty lousy thing when you can't even walk into your own apartment without a bunch of flashy grabbing you and running you in. And you haven't any idea as to why you're here. Now, well, suppose I have Lieutenant Ledbetter tell you all about it, then. Would you care to tell these gentlemen why they're here, Lieutenant? Certainly. In the first place, there's a bank over on the corner of Figueroa and Adams that has a lot of money in it. And right out in front of that bank, there's a manhole that leads down into the store. Hey, what's the idea of all this chatter? What are we arrested for? That's what we want to know. We'll get to that. Continue with your story, Lieutenant. And about three days ago, three men were down in a little tunnel that they dug from the sewer pipe to the vault of a bank. As a matter of fact, they were within a half an inch of about $25,000 in banknotes. But unfortunately for them, a night watchman happened to hear the sound of a chisel made on the steel vault and turned in an alarm. I told you that lousy chisel makes too much noise, eh, Bill? Well, you were right. Now, what do you boys say to this? Nothing. All right. In the little tunnel, we found several things belonging to the men who managed to get away from us. Among these things was a torn coat sleeve. I have it right here. Have you ever seen this before, Jim? I... No. I've never seen it. Well, that's funny. How about these trousers here? Have you ever seen them? I, I yeah, they're mine. Doesn't it strike you funny that you've never seen the coat sleeve, yet it's out of a coat that matches these trousers? I knew it. I knew we'd get caught. You said it was. I'll knock that motherfucker
1: off your
0: Well, what do you say now, boys? Are you going to tell us about it or not? It'll go a little easier for you if you do. All right. I suppose we might as well. We did it. It was the first job we pulled. Yeah. Whose idea was it? Mac. He said it was perfectly safe. Unfortunately, McIntosh, there's no such thing as a safe crime. You may get away with it for a little while, but in the end, you'll get caught. And then it's a tough uh, rap. Listen, I don't know what's going on around here, but I know I'm not going to be real over to jail. These guys are nuts saying I planned a job. Why, I haven't even been with them. They've been going around robbing banks. I haven't known anything about it. They're up. That's what it is. That's mighty interesting, Mac. but I'm afraid it's a little too late to be effective. We've got enough evidence on you three to put you safely away for a long, long time. And that's exactly what we're going to do. You found this way to tell the truth, the whole truth, and then you the truth out the gun. I do. Your name? What do you mean that, sir? Parcubation? Uh, okay. uh, 3.26 in the quarter of Avenue, Los Angeles. Step over here, please. You're on the claiming business, Mr. Russell? Uh, yes. In your business, you see lots of people every day. Point a few. Would you remember Faith if you'd seen it more than once? I believe I would, sir. Do you recognize that man sitting over there, the one who's known to the court as James Watson? Yes, sir. I've seen some of his clothes. Do you remember what he told you his name was? Uh, yes, sir. Jim Tim Mattson. you were sure the name was Matson and not what? Uh, yes, sir. Mr. Russell, here is a suit of clothes. You recognize it? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, whose is it? It's Tim Matson. And how are you so sure of this? Because uh, I've examined the lining and it has a loan remark which I use for Mr. Matson's clothes. Mm-hmm. Then you can be absolutely certain that this suit belongs to Mr. Matson, the man sitting over there? Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Russell, that'll be all. James Watson, William Watson, and Thomas McIntosh stand and face the court. James Watson, William Watson, Thomas McIntosh, Have you anything to say before this court passes sentence on you? Uh, nothing. Well, no. After hearing the testimony offered against you in this case, this court feels that there is no doubt as to your guilt. However, there is one thing that throws a different light on this case. The testimony given during this trial made it apparent that one of you is the man most guilty. That one of you was responsible for the planning of this attempted crime. Therefore, in sentencing you, I feel that I am justified in my decision. James Watson and William Watson, I sentence you to six months in the Los Angeles County Jail to start immediately and run in consecutive days. This is the lightest sentence I am allowed by law to pass on you. And in doing it, I hope that both of you will think twice before you resort again to crime for a living. Thanks, Your Honor. Thank you, Judge. Thomas McIntosh, I'm not going to be so lenient with you. It is your type of man that instigates just such schemes as this. Therefore, it is the sentence of this court that you be confined in San Quentin Penitentiary for a period of not less than one and not more than ten years. To every boy and girl listening, Rio Grande offers several free gifts. To get these gifts, merely go tonight or tomorrow to your neighborhood Rio Grande cramped gasoline service station. Ask about Rio Grande's free gifts. The attendant will give you the latest copy of the Calling All Cars News, a big double-sized special edition, and it contains illustrations and descriptions of all the free gifts. Choose the ones you want. You can have them all at no cost. Parents will want their boys and girls to have these gifts. We urge you to drive your youngsters to the Rio Grande service station. Get a copy of the Calling All Cars news for yourself. It's full of true detective stories, latest movie news, and interesting articles, and it's free. While you're in the Rio Grande station, try a tank full of Rio Grande cracked gasoline. Find out for yourself why it is used in more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and emergency equipment than any other gasoline. It delivers police car performance at no extra cost. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Cancellation broadcast 94. Suspects in this case now in custody. That's all. Roll your clothes. This is Frederick Lindsley bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.